Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, brown, ambition, 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 ambition. Hey, man, most importantly, we are not in labor. (laughs) How are you feeling? Feeling good, feeling great, feeling like. I don't know. There's so much anxiety for me on the weekends. I'm just like, give me one more week, one more week, baby, one more week. I just, mama needs one more week to get her stuff together. But um, no, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I had a, um, I have some, yeah, I have some meetings this week that I'm excited about. And then I just feel like calendar wise, I'm coasting until homeboy decides to make his debut. And I, I met up with a, um, actually I did the thing that I do. You know how I make friends. I'm just like, Hey, you, <laughs> Let's do this thing. Want to be friends? <laughs> like, I recommend it. But there is this mom um, at my son's daycare who uh, is she does similar work to what I do. And anyway, finally, I ran into her, and we've been like texting. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get lunch one day. But you know, it never happens. Mm-hmm. And today, I was just like, look. I got nothing to do. You got nothing to do. Let's get some coffee. And we ended up having such a great two-hour conversation. Awesome. And one of our one of the things we bonded over is being like really fun, you know, interesting women who like make friends and are exciting. Yeah. You know, and how we're married to like the complete opposite <laughs> guy and how that's just like the trend. Cause every time I hang out with someone who's really awesome, I'm like, and then our husbands can be friends. And then, cause you know, uh, us kind of women, we're trying to like create, you know, it never seemed like Superman Jarrell needed help. He was like a social butterfly, right? Um, oddly, like not in, not, not in groups, you know what I mean? So like, you never knew which, like, I would say more so his twin Terrell, totally social, social. Me, oh, meanwhile, okay. Terrell's partner, Shailene is the opposite. She's like really quiet. I stay in the okay, house. Okay, yes. makes sense. So Jarrell actually wasn't as... Like, if it's us in the house, maybe one or two people, but, like, you know, he definitely was, like... And with his good friends. Yeah, And he was known in the community, so it was, like... Yeah. Okay, so at least my hypothesis stands. Yes. Fun, exciting women attract the opposite. Not that they're not fun and exciting. What does she mean? Like, a little quiet. I mean, I know what you mean. Like, a little... Quiet, shy. They're not gonna... And and it's, like, annoying because then you want to hang out as couples because it's easy and your kids are there and all that. But then the guys just... I'm just, like, yeah, if we get them together, they're not gonna talk to each other (laughs) because, like... That's the kind of guys they are. Or if they do talk to each other, then they're not going to like make the effort to make another play date for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the wives in the background. Ew, the wives. Anyway, us in the background Pulling being strings. like, what's your man doing? Is he free? Because I think that my man might be free. Y'all want to like, let's plan something for them to get them out and social. Because they need it. It's not that they don't want it. Mm-hmm. They just, I don't know what it is. Guys just start in their 30s and 40s. I feel like just stopping knowing how to 
create connections socially. Mm-hmm. And yet, don't you need it? I don't yes, know. I feel did. like I need it more than ever at this stage. No, I was just talking to one of my, my closest guy friends and he was saying how he was feeling lonely. No, he was like, I, you know, he moved uh, to like a big frame to say that because mm-hmm, he's married. I wouldn't say recently, recently, maybe within the last like three years or so. So semi recently. And he was just like, you know, me and my wife, we moved to like a new city. And, you know, like he was just like, I, all my friends, because he's around like he's just like just turning 40. So he's just like all my friends are similarly like getting married or having kids. And I don't see them as much. And he said, if I'm being honest before mm-hmm. my wife. He said, I realized I wasn't as lonely because I was dating. So, you know, you meet, date different people. And and then dating is not just like you're going out like with this one person. Oftentimes it involves you getting more social. And he was just mm-hmm. like, and I'm happily married and I love my wife. But I'm like, I don't know how to create these social environments anymore. And, you know, he was just mm-hmm. like, I, I talked to my guy friends and they all say the same thing. I'm feeling a little bit, um, a little bit lonely, especially as lonely. men. Mm-hmm. And it's not good because I don't think, I mean, lonely men are, I feel like, half of our nation's problem <laughs> when it comes to, you know, all the things that guys do when they are not fulfilled themselves. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he actually spoke up and talked about it because mm-hmm. husband, I wouldn't even be mentioning this if it hadn't finally been a thing that we like have talked about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been here for five years and I've been, you know, moving and grooving and making my own friends because I just, I, I have that nature and I really need it. Like, I, I, I don't want to. I don't like being isolated, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I, I keep my distance, like I have boundaries and I'm not the person who wants to be friends with everyone, but I need at least two good girlfriends, you know, yeah. like in my, it's just someone you can text when you're pissed off, you need someone to vent to and connect with for a coffee or whatnot. But my therapist, cause I, I ended up spending the last session talking a lot about husband <laughs> and she's like, you know, as hard as it is for me to, for you to, you know, process this, you're actually not in charge of his happiness <laughs> or his like, cause me, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'll think things like, oh, should I text his, his best friend slash cousin, cousin and invite him to go with him to this thing that I know he's been invited to, but he has an RSVP to. And she's like, you can't, you can't be doing that. He's not a toddler. And that was tough. Cause I feel like that's what you want. You want your partner to be happy, but then you can't force it on them. They have yeah. to sort of come to it on their own. So like, he can't just be my project. <laughs> I just have I, you to. Know, Uh, I mean, since we're talking about relationships, I have just been missing being part of a... I know, look at Mandy's face like, are we doing this? We're going to see how far we take this. I've missed being part of like... (laughs) Being part... Like, Mm. I don't... I'm not not ready for partnership. I'm not. But certainly I miss being, you know, like in a loving relationship. You know, like you hear some people say like, man, if this don't work out with this person, I'll never go back to a... A relationship. I don't feel that, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, at least the space where Jarrell and I were in when he passed away, you know, it was really good. And like, I, I missed that feeling of like, um, I call it a sureness of love, you know, mm-hmm. like the world could be giving you their whole behind a kiss, but I had like the sureness of love at home, even when I got on his nerves, even when, you know, I didn't clean up or whatever. I'm like, I know one thing, you love me. You annoyed. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go in the room. <laughs> I miss Ooh, that sureness of love. That's the best when you can be your most obnoxious version <laughs> of yourself. 
and you you just find ways to be obnoxious to that partner and you know that you're doing it on purpose and you're just, okay is that the shortness of love (laughs) i remember once like i I was in the car with him one time and he's like oh you want to drive i said fine in his car and i pulled down the the uh, visor and like one of my old cards like valentine's day card or whatever came out and i was like what is this doing in here he was like I don't want to say. I'm like, why? Why do you have this old Valentine's Day card? He was like, because whenever we get in a fight, I come in a car and I read it to be like, she does still love me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I felt so bad. I'm like, you're so evil, Tiffany. This man is in the car like, does she love me? <laughs> sweet soul. I know. I know. He was Aww. such a sweet soul. And I just was like, so all in all, like I said, I kind of missed that. And so I told myself, mm-hmm. like, it's been... It'll be a year in November, so it's been like over a year and a half or about a year and a half, and I said I was going to like join some of these apps. I'm quickly <laughs> off them. I don't know how you girls mm. do it. Honestly, I don't know how the I'm, girlies do it. Girl, so, I don't know either. I'd be I'd be just as out of it as you. I just... I mean, I met Enrique on an app, but I it was my only date. At, like, I need to be... I, I need to be at Whole Foods or something, because I am... So one, I made the mistake because it was an older black lady that was like, oh, I found such a great guy. He's so nice. Da, da, da. And I was like, well, I'm actually not looking for like partnership. I don't even know if I'm looking to date. Just maybe like hanging out. I don't know. She told me blackpeoplemeet.com, which girl. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, that's what my dad is on. I was literally going to say your daddy is on there. I didn't know because I, I had not. My dad is on there. Oh, when I no, you, Tiffany, run away. Everybody's dad. <laughs> Everybody, Uncle Earl is on there. And they are happy to see you. I, I know mean, they were. Were your DMs? Oh, I bet they were lighting yo, up like a radio you, station. I <laughs> was having a really hard night. So I was like, I'm just going to make a profile and whatever. And then I can dis- disable in the morning. Woke up 200 messages. I said, I'm what? not I, at all surprised. I had to literally check to see that I upload a naked picture by mistake. I was like, because what is going on? Everybody was in there looked like their name was Tyrone and they sl- they smoked black like um Newports. I mean, average age fifty five. Um, exactly. Average My age. Dad. Yeah. And everybody was like, "Hey, baby girl, just want to say, you girl, you, you so beautiful, girl." Just and <laughs> some people messaged me twice. I said, "I just woke up." Did you get my message, Queen? Just wanted to let you Did know you? that I'm I'm so serious about you. I'm like, oh my God. I I quickly like they think that they're on quiet storms. That's kind of the vibe of like how they're reading them. And you can just you can just smell just, the Dracar Noir uh cologne just emanating from the screen, I bet. I just was like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh so I quickly disabled. Um Smart. and then I also joined Hinge, which is slightly better because you can kind of like set like your age range or whatever. And then I quickly got like spooked because it was just like <laughs> actual decent looking and seeming people were reaching out. And I was like, actually, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Like it was baby toe. And then like, OK, OK. So I've disabled my um. Well, I mean, I paid for three months of Hinge. So I don't know if this is disabled, but I took it. Oh, you my, pay for Hinge? Yeah, you pay for it, you know. Mm. And so I took it off my phone and I was just like, uh, I, you know, it was good to. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And so I don't know. I don't know. You know like, your catch. As soon as you choose an app, it's going to be. No, you know what's so strange. Lunch. So when I was actually I was talking to my friend about this earlier today, that dating has like pulled up old trauma that I had when I was in my late teens and early twenties, and I really hated the way I looked. I hated it because like it was like really a time when I don't know, but like being like dark skinned was like 
I mean, it was, I remember my first um, boyfriend, he was really light. Well, light. Yeah, he was light. But his whole family was very light. Um, He was West Indian. And the first time I met his mom, she came around the corner and her face fell. And she was like, I was like, wait, what? And I knew instantly. And then she was barely civil. Meanwhile, I couldn't have been more than 19. So I was like a baby. She called him like like abruptly into the kitchen. And I heard her. And she said, why would you bring that black thing in here? That black thing. Like, I'm not somebody's child. And I remember being so... I just... I went through a phase where I used to cover my face when I was like a, like a late teen. Because I was... I felt like the way I looked was offensive to others. Isn't that just, and it's crazy because I didn't get that at home. And like Nigerian culture, that's not like, you know, like I, like the standard of beauty, you know, like that's the, I'm not outside of the standard of beauty. Like, like every, like I'm the average skin complexion for a Nigerian, but you like. You make me cry. You know, I'm not going to lie. I, I told did. you I'm a bundle of emotions. <laughs> that is so fun. I'm so sorry, baby Tiffany. I know. And honestly, the, but lately because of this, like, thinking about what it might feel like to date again or whatever, it's come up again. Where I feel like like 43-year-old Tiffany is like, girl, but then 19-year-old Tiffany's like, but what if people don't think you're attractive? You know? And I've just been really struggling yeah. with that. I actually have Dr. Green and like, you know, like and like um my therapist um next week. Because I want to ask her, like, why is this coming up? Because uh, I have I've not un- felt like not confident. You know what I mean? Girl, I go live, no eyebrows on, no lip gloss on. I'm on the cover of my book. I do TV. But then this, like, I don't know, this phase of potentially thinking about what it might be like to date again. All of a sudden, 19-year-old Tiffany's like, I'm here with some of your past traumas. And mm-hmm. what if you're not good enough? What if people don't find you attractive? What if you're still too dark? What if your nose is too big? I mean, like, all these things coming up, and it's just... Uh, like I'm not gonna lie, I boohooed about it this morning. I mean, I was crying about it this morning, and I was just like, "But I don't feel that way at 43." But sometimes it's like you're not the only Tiffany present, you know. Like, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah. what do I, you know? What do I need to tell her?" But I just share all that to say that like it's a process, and like you know, it what it tells me is that like you know I'm considering that life does can does go on. You know, and I will never not love Jarrell. And whoever I'm with, I got a double lot. So I'm being married, buried my husband. So even if I get married again, is you going to be in for a rude awakening? <laughs> Wait, so you know where you're going to be parked? Girl, like, I'm like, he's going to be like, my baby. Di-. Wait, what? She's going to be with Jarrell? Yes, always and forever. Sorry. Get so, you on maybe over there. <laughs> yeah, but in the same neighborhood. <laughs> I just think that, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what life looks like, you know. But yeah, that that definitely is something like, I mean, and if I tell you some of the crazy things that people have said to me, black women, especially dark skinned black women with traditional black features, the way the world, it's not even, I would prefer if maybe you were ignored the way, it's, you don't even get ignored. It's literally like a harassment. Like literally mm-hmm. there are videos now that like, um like if I do The Real or I did like um Jennifer Hudson and- like there were some comments that were like, she looks like Wesley Snipes. I'm like, <laughs> like, see, 43 year old Tiffany is like, you jealous bitch because you see me on TV or whatever. But 19 year old <laughs> Tiffany is like, oh my god, oh my, god. you know. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's it's so crazy this dichotomy because like I said, 43 year old Tiffany, 
I just, you know, doesn't feel like that. Like I actually like the way I look, you know, like I love, I mean, I honestly love the complexion of my skin. I love that I have full lips. I love these cheekbones that Africa has given me, but 19 year old Tiffany is like, I wish I looked like everybody else. And I don't know why she's come back. Um, you know, not always, but she's been poking her head in. And so, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like, I just wanted to give you guys kind of like this kind of life update that like, Child, I don't know. Like they, these men is gonna have to pick me up at Whole Foods because I'm just so. Even though, like you know, you post your pictures, or whatever. You like everybody knows what you look like. Still, I'm just like I have this anxiety of like, what if I meet? I my biggest fear is that I meet somebody. Not my biggest fear, but a fear is my 19 year old Tiffany fear is that you meet somebody in person and the same look that my ex boyfriend's mother gave me, they give me, like that look mm. of like, what is this black thing doing here? You know what I mean? Even though I know that's not true. How could you still, not? I know, but how could you not be impacted by something so cruel? Yeah. You know, and um, how could you not? And I and I also feel like, you know, you have gotten to where you are in your business. And it's not like the kind of business where it's about your looks. And mm-hmm. obviously, Jarrell loved you and everything about you. And I think maybe dating has just brought you back to that place where when our, in our early teens and 20s, it does feel yeah. like you are. Like you, you should be attracting, you should be attractive to others. Mm-hmm. And you, I always felt inadequate because I was never the girl with any boyfriends or anyone calling me and, you know, no one wanting to like ask me out and all my friends would. And like that girl still is a little bit inside for sure. And I think maybe I like the way that you even phrase it, like as she's a separate person, but she's still yeah. worth like listening to and it's almost like how do what do we say to her to sort of put her at ease yes. and heal that heal that woman yes. young woman you know mm-hmm. um yeah so i'm glad that you're going to be talking to dr green about it and just talking about it here because i think so many of us um have you know those insecurities or things people said girl yes. 20 years ago my mom said why are you doing why are you working out your thighs are already big enough <laughs> I love you, mom. <laughs> but she's a white woman who had a girl who had a daughter with thick thighs. It made, me, it made me feel like they had to go away. Yeah, God. I'm sorry. I just, yeah, I just. It's okay. I, just I wear shorts it. now. That took a long time for me to wear shorts. And meanwhile, I wish y'all could have seen Mandy at um at Berna. So I we both went to Berna. Um, Anat, is that how you say Berna's last name? I think it's Anat. Anat? I don't okay. know. And so she, hey Berna. she, hey Berna, that's, that's her like social media name. She's got a new book called Money Out Loud and we're so proud of her. So I, um, mm-hmm. I did a, like, I guess you could say like a fireside chat on her day of launch last Tuesday and Mandy was there and she was wearing this like purple pink. She looked so freaking radiant. And I just love the way people were like, oh. the two of you together. I just love it. I know. It was so fun. <laughs> it was. And I always feel like I get to kind of like lurk behind you and, and you know, get to benefit from your your shine train. The, the shine that just follows you, I get to like get some, some of that sunshine too. People were so sweet. And thank you. Because that's my uniform dress now. If I leave the house, you will see me in that pink sweater dress because it is like the one of two things that fits me. So if I have to be seen from the waist down, that's what she's going to be wearing. Okay. No, it was so pretty. I was like, man, it just looked so pretty. She just looked like glowing and the dress was like such a good, like, like I what's her name that came on that was like, um, like the colors that are good for our complexions and things? Oh, yes. Kendra. Kendra. So, yeah. So, yeah. So you just. Who you guys will like, hear about, hear from in a later episode. <laughs> but yeah, she, like, I was like, Kendra would be like, yes, girl, this is one of your colors. So, so yeah, Aww. you just look really beautiful. And I was just like, oh. 
So yeah, child, that's my update. I'm like, yeah, so you know, I'm running back to my cave, but at least I, you know, my baby toe is dipping, and I mean, the, your girl still got it. Cause I was like, well, damn. Okay, well, I'll be, I'll be back, Lisa. <laughs> I know it's a lot of people, and I, and because you're so well known in Newark too, I just know that there's a lot of men who are just like. Tiffany making any signs of I hope they don't listen to this show because they're going to hear that you're maybe you know peeking out see what's out there and then your DMs are going to be flooded again and cousins are like so my brother I'm like girl just (laughs) relax I kind of prefer maybe someone who just knows me as like because what I put on the social apps is like I'm a teacher but every once in a while like someone hit me yesterday because I sometimes I check on oh, like interesting online. okay mm-hmm. and then people will say like one guy was like I love your work with financial education I was like delayed <laughs> I don't know if I really was, like, why don't you want them to know <laughs> I don't know because why would I you diminish your your I mean not that teachers diminish you know what I mean yeah. but like you're not just a teacher I know, but I kind of just want to get someone to know somebody like as just like Tiffany, not like the budgetista, you know? So Well, I hope that you attract men who are prepared to be with the budget nista because when they find out what you do do, <laughs> they're going to need to have a lot of confidence, a lot of respect for a badass woman. You know, this actually brings up for me something that I've wanted to, I've had it on my list of like brown breaks, but mm-hmm. I have, and I wonder how you feel about this too. Every once in a while, I think on TikTok... Um, or or social media, someone will post and be like, you know, I would, I w- you know, I kind of want to share about my personal relationship because maybe they've been single for a while and now they're with mm-hmm. someone. But I just know if I post it, I'm going to get so much more engagement. I'm going to get so many likes. I saw the post you're talking about. I don't want to, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it because I just feel like, isn't it, you know, why am I not getting this that much engagement for my business, you know, at my business um strategy or my business um, Mm -hmm. milestones and things like that. And while I get it and I see it, hell, I post something on my anniversary with old ass pictures of me from six (laughs) years ago. And it's like, I went viral, you know, (laughs) but, and I, and I understand like as women, uh, you, you kind of like resist that, like being celebrated for being like being a, being attractive enough to get a man or get a Mm -hmm. person or be in a relationship. And what does it say about you if you can't or you don't by choice? But at the same time, like the way that I feel about it is it's so universal love, partnership, Mm -hmm. companionship who like at the end of the day, I, I do feel like humans, the vast majority of us are meant to be with someone and have a partner whoever that mm-hmm. whatever that person looks like and yeah. whether it's not even a, a love partner but a companion of you know a, a just someone that you can experience and share life with and it's so it's so universal that we all desire and it's I don't think it's wrong to desire that yeah. and I just feel like because it's so universal of course it's the thing that people really relate to and they want to like it's not as relatable as getting a New York Times best-selling book or you know, launching a business, people like that. But I feel like when it's love, you know, or even expanding your family, like, it's just such a special, beautiful experience that so many of us can share Mm -hmm. that I understand why it gets more attention. And I just don't, I just don't like that we're kind of getting into that space where if you do share that, that you are diminishing your own success or like pandering to people to give Mm -hmm. them what you think that they want. I do you, am I making any sense? No, you are. Because I one, I saw the Tell post me. and I saw your comment underneath that. I was like, look at Mandy out here. Meanwhile, like... With the two. <laughs> no, no, you were <laughs> Damn, like, you, you do like, be paying attention. 
I know. Well, you know, it's random because I'd never go on TikTok, but then the post came up and then I looked in the comments. I said, look at Mandra. Mm-hmm. Giving good advice. Well, you basically said, hey, share anyway. Yeah. Like, it's a beautiful thing. You said that. You were like, don't hold yeah. back. Like, don't let anyone not let you share. Like, that's awesome. But yeah, I think, no, you're right. I think, and I could see their point of view as well because it's true. I never got more posts than when I posted me and Jarrell. Like the mm. truth is I used to lean into it. I'm like, girl, I need some, especially like if a brand partner would pay me, I'm like, Jarrell, come get, come take this picture with me. <laughs> like he and I both want to raise our credit score with this credit monitoring tool. <laughs> cause I knew mm. that cause people to your point, they love love. And mm. you know, so I knew literally I would, that was a, that was a tactic to be like, girl, you want three or 4,000. You know, most of the comments be like, oh, I love y'all. I'm like, yeah, yeah, focus on the tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just say all that to say that certainly, you know, you can be as private or as public as you as you like. And, you know, that's up to you. I mean, I don't think that moving forward, if I, I don't know how life is, you know, what life is going to, I don't know. I At first I used to be really public with my relationship um, with Jarrell, but that's when social media was a lot more close knit. And it was like, you know, and then over time I, I started to share less and less only because I just wanted to keep some things for us. And I would post him like maybe on his birthday or our anniversary or whatever. So I just think that if I do get into another relationship again, you know, I don't know. Like I'm, I don't, I don't think one, I'll post as much as I used to post about um, Jarrell, if at all. Certainly I'll, I'll share as much as I feel comfortable here as I navigate. If that's you know, like, like I said, I'm not ready at all. I need to get into my new condo first and get myself like, s- like situated and things like that. But yeah, I just think that like, there's nothing wrong with sharing love if that's what you want. Um, but also mm-hmm. know that in the sharing, you know, that people then will feel, you know, um, they will feel like engaged in your life. So like, I prefer, like, yes. I was married to Jarrell, you know? So it's like, you know, this is your boyfriend, and then you guys break up. Then it's like, well, what happened, girl? Well, I know it's not my business, but you made it my business. So I'm like, girl, now I'm looking back through old old posts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've seen, yeah. like, TikTokers go through divorces and stuff, and it's Oof. like, who got the account? You know, who's going to get yes. the, the handle? Yes. Um, no, I I for sure, I understand those, those intricacies. I can't even share pictures of E because he doesn't take any, and he's not fun. <laughs> he won't let me dress him up and take picture with me (laughs) it's probably for the better he's like a government spy so you know he's incognito but um, the only time the drone would let me do that is when i was like um he was like we gonna get this money i'm like yes he's like all right (laughs) that's actually not a bad idea i feel very protective of my son like i don't want lots of pictures of him out but at the same time like you know i just feel so happy with all aspects. I just don't want it's we talk about brown ambition, right? We talk about achieving yeah. your business and your financial dreams and your career goals and all of that. But I think at least for me, that's just not enough. You know, I want yes. partnership. Connectedness. Yes. Connectedness, people, humans. Yes. And hell, I mean, we I I don't know. I I I'm trying to be sensitive to people who don't feel the same way, but at least I feel like you know, let's, there's so much shit out there. Like I got on Instagram earlier, the first damn story I saw was about a a baby who drowned. And I'm just like, you know, if you have some good news to share, whatever it is, like, I just wish we would lean into sharing that light. Cause if we all shared more light, maybe it would, you know, get some of this darkness out of the way, get some of the shadows lit up. Um, 
especially now. So I, I choose to continue to be a part of that as much as I can. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to love love and love money. Mm -hmm. I like them yeah. both. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say which more because I don't know what I'm supposed to say. But <laughs> and that'll be the clip that Imani that we post on social, and people will grill me for it. But no, I think I like connectedness and love is so important. And so, like, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not a and money. But <laughs> and also, well, this money. was a mushy. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. I got to take this jacket off, not because you teased me for it, but because there's so many zippers that I'm having a hard time moving because I'm like, they're going to be mad. <laughs> I was told, y'all. <laughs> we will be back with Brown Break. Brown booze. <laughs> hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition, rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. And we're back in black. And now it's time to boost or break or boost or break or boost or break. Are you going to boost? Are you going to break? What you going to do? What you going to take? I wish people could just see the rhythm nation shoulders that me and Mandy be doing. Like, well, you can if you watch our YouTube. Go ahead and watch. It was that MJ. Um, it was the Michael Jackson jacket that got me grooving. <laughs> are you boosting or are you breaking? Boost one is I got out the dress. I got out the house this okay. weekend, and I wore that dress because that's my going out dress, the same <laughs> one that I, you saw me in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I met up in person with um, about ten or twelve of my Mandy money makers in Yay. New York. And we had such a lovely, they they braved, y'all know, black women getting out in the rain and torrential downpour rain. Yeah, it was crazy. And I think, yes, so um, I got them together as like a last minute, um, just wanted to like meet and get to talk to them. And it was so lovely. As much as my business is virtual, um, I love the opportunity to get to meet my people in person. Um, so to everyone who braved the elements, drove from Long Island to Manhattan, like from Westchester down, it was a lot. So I just thank y'all. And it was beautiful. It was I a really beautiful that. time. And I, I, every time I plan an event and I, and people show up, I heal that like 13 year old girl who had a surprise party. No one came to Aww. speaking about healing our, Aww. our young selves. Oh, I want to go hug her and be like, I want to come. I would have been I know, but no one, no one came, Tiffany. They didn't have Uber back then. <laughs> <laughs> no one came. I probably so, wasn't even out of the house anyway. Nice. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I love that. I, I too am going to, I guess it's kind of like a boost slash break because today I finally s- submitted the final draft. I, I pray to Jesus, teenage Jesus, <laughs> romance Jesus, baby Jesus, all the Jesus um, of my workbook version of Get Good With Money. It's called Made Whole. It's a get good with money workbook. Um, And I mistakenly thought that when you do the workbook version of your book, it's like less work. (laughs) Fill in the blanks. (laughs) It actually was. It wasn't. I mean, I wouldn't say it was as much work as get good with money, but not half. You know, not not um, work. Yeah, it was a lot of work. And so because I wanted, you know, that if you read get good with money, that you were like, oh, here's some additional added resources and benefit and whatever. But then I wonder if you didn't read Geek With Money, you're missing out on critical things in order to reach financial wholeness in these 10 core steps. So it was like this balancing act. That was not easy. Plus two, you know, Geek With Money is literally like a textbook. It's a big, hearty book. And I really wanted made whole to really be like, you know, not to be as dense because I want you to be able to get to the work, put it in your bag, get to the work. I made sure that it was wider. So when you lay it open, you can like write in it. And so, yeah. So made whole mm-hmm. is going to come out in November. It's pre- available for pre-order like everywhere, um, you know, but it doesn't come out to November. So, you know, do with that what you will. But yeah. So I'm just really, it was such a relief because when something like that, I mean, Mandy, you know, like as you're working on a big old project, it's looming, it's looming, it's looming. And to finally submit it this morning, 
I was like, oh my God, can this be the end, please? It was like last bit of edits because I'm just, it just, anybody who thinks that they want to write a book know that it's a lot of work and it feels really good when it's done, but it's a lot of work, you know? And so, and just, it could be like a lot of stress. And so, yeah, so it's like a boost that it's done and a break. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't anticipate writing anything for a while. Sorry, Penguin. Um, cause I, I'm surprised cause. Yeah, because you were so adamant about that was huge, you know, I'm done. But the workbook, I agree, it does kind of yeah. sound like, oh, it's just like, I don't know. I just <laughs> figured me. it was like a journal entry thing. They got what me. Makes They're you like, whole. girl, it's a little light workbook. And I was like, this is not light. So did you have to negotiate a new deal? How does that mm-hmm. work? Yeah. So what oh, happened okay. with the workbook is that you negotiate a new deal and the amount um, obviously is less typically. Uh, because, you know, like a book book is different than like, you know, like a workbook. Because I think I think the stat that Penguin gave me is that they anticipate usually your workbook will sell about 20% of what your book sold. Okay. You know, so you're not going to get the same. So I don't know that the numbers have to correlate to between what you got, like your book deal. Let's just say you got a $100,000 book deal and the workbook deal might be twenty like $20,000. Not really. It really will depend mm-hmm. on how well your book did and how what you can negotiate. And certainly, you know. I negotiated, like I got, I spoke to some of my friends who had workbooks and understood kind of like how the workbook game worked. And so the amount that they gave me was similar to what I was first offered, but I just felt like this seems low for someone who's slaying in the streets right now. And so I spoke to Mm -hmm. one of my, this is why mentorship is so important. I spoke to one of my mentors, Lynette Calfani Cox. She's everyone's financial fairy godmother. She's so awesome. And Lynette actually did the math with me. I had never done book math. Hey, book math will have you mad at your advance if you sell. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hold up, hold up. So with book math, she had me figure out like, okay, how many books I sold, how much roughly Penguin made based upon the books I sold, which the truth of the matter is in advance is money you get to keep no matter what. So there's no guarantee I'll pay it back. Oh, but I paid my advance. And I had a good advance. Did you ever? And so yes. I paid back my advance time hmm, about six so Penguin right now is like, that's our girl, Tiffany. So she was like, mm-hmm. that you have some leverage to say, I know normally you give this kind of money for workbooks, but you ain't talking to no regular regular. I need a little bit more. And so Lynette gave me a number that I, she said, I would not take less than this. And so I told that me and my um, book agent, this is why your agent is so important. We talked through it. And my agent not only got me what Lynette said, but more. more. So I would say it was about four times more than a workbook normally gets. Like it was about the-, the As it should. Yes. Basically my workbook, my advance was about what you would like a good advance for a book. That's how my work, how much my workbook advance was like, if you got this for a regular book, you'd be like, I got a really good advance. So I feel good about it. Which like 20% of your book sales are even still above what a regular book sells. You know what I mean? Like, um, what's the stat that you share? Like over the lifetime of a book that usually shares like sells less than 2000 copies. Yeah. I mean, the average book sells less than 2000. Mm-hmm. We're like at like 275 yeah. now, two years later. And so I'm glad that they, things- you got an opportunity to renegotiate or negotiate as yes. a separate thing. Whereas I feel yes. like I wonder if publishers are going to get like wise to that and start trying to incorporate the workbook into the initial deal before you know Girl, how they, successful they do try. Like, oh, they, they do. Okay. They was trying to lump everything together. Right? And then, and that's a whole lot because they were like, how about your workbook and whatever magical book that you might want to do in the future? 
And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't even know that I want to. I mean, I know one day I probably will write another book, but I don't even know what she's going to be about. I don't know who I'm going to be. I might have a show. Girl, I might be the president of the United States. I hope it's about your experience on <laughs> blackpeoplemeet.com. <laughs> Yo, one man persistently every week. I'm like, Mr. Earl, I'm, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to see see Al. If you see anyone named Big Al, Top Cat, (laughs) Alton, stay away. I'll say, I'll say it. I'll give his name to all my uncles. (laughs) Every week. Baby girl, I don't know if you see. I think that, Mr. Earl. I think that. I just missed the lemon pepper stuff. Exactly. No, but like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's just like the book, you know, the book industry is, is interesting. And so, because I know a lot of people would be like, well, aren't you mad that, you know, you made them more money than you received? No, because. One, with your first book, you don't know what it's going to do. I don't care. You could be famous. You could be not famous. You don't, no one knows. And so that Mm -hmm. advances your money to keep no matter what, because you can literally get a hundred thousand dollar advance and only make them $2 and they will let you keep that hundred thousand. They'll be mad and you won't get another hundred, but that's how that works. And so you, the way an advance works is that you pay it off. Now, the thing is what I didn't understand with book math, Hey, is that book math says, I thought at first, let's just say my book was $10 and let's just say my advance was 100000 I thought for every $10 book I sold, I would chip down what I owed in the advance by $10. Like sold $10 book, $10 comes off the 100000 that I owe you. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. So typically you're like, you get a cut of sales once you pay back your advance and that can range anywhere from like 10 to 15%, right? So let's just say 10%. So- mm-hmm. If a book sells for $10, 10% of $10 is $1. And if that's your cut that you would get once you pay back your advance, you are only lowering the 100000 that you owe per book, a dollar for every book that you sell. So you see how long, you see how many books you have to sell? Yes. Who made that math equation? Girl, that that's math so, is... That's <laughs> beneficial to the publisher. Girl. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. we haven't sold out my advance yet? Because I... Girl, I've literally, my book has made millions upon millions. Mm-hmm. And so my advance was not millions. So, but like I said, that was, I, I'm not mad at it because I still got a really good advance and it was still relatively like, I mean, w- for a book that was going to be unknown for what it's going to do. But now that we know that it's very likely to sell, now we can negotiate differently. And so like my next advance, if I do another big book, definitely will reflect the fact that like I've sold before. And so these are things mm-hmm. like, you know, to, I mean, my agent does say like, well, if you wait too long, they might say, well, you sold that, but that was five years ago. I'm like, girl, I don't care about none of that. You know, mm-hmm. like I get it, but like I, you know, if I write another book, you know, then I do, but maybe by then I might have a, the top Netflix show in the, in the world. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't want to lock myself into like a number now and not know, certainly it might be lower later because maybe later, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not as viable and that's fine, but maybe I'm even more viable if I decide to do something. But yeah, so these are just some things that I didn't even know. I mean, meanwhile, I went through this whole process and I didn't really understand book math until Lynette Calfani Cox broke it down for me. And I was like, oh, and she said, that's why you're going to go back and say you want more money because book math is like, no girl, like in order for you to have paid them back what you made, they had to make millions upon millions upon millions before you can pay back what you made. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Mm -hmm. And so like now I finally have paid it back. It took about two years. And so now my next statement, I think you get it twice a year. I should see my percentage. Like I should get a check now twice a year. Like royalties now. A royalty. Yes. Which is kind of exciting. Yeah. You know, talk about passive income. 
I know. I was like, ooh. So like, I mean, I can imagine for a book, for example, like I will teach you to be rich that like, yeah. it's been a... 20 years later, that thing is cooking with grease. And so, <laughs> yeah, I know. you know, and even now more so that Ramit has the show on Netflix. I know like his book has sold out everywhere. And so like, mm. that's the thing about books is like, you know, um, you have to really ask yourself. So, so even Mandy, as you are navigating, you will have to ask yourself big Inshallah. advance up front, you know, or, you know, do I want like, you know, negotiating, like I'll give you what my percentage is. So, you know, like what you're going to ask for, because I've gotten the top percentage, like everyone who I've asked, they're like, that's the most a, a, a book publisher is going to give you. And I'm like, okay, for as far as your percentage. And so like, I hope one day, what I'd like to do one day is have more of a partnership with the, with a publisher where it's like, I'm not getting like, you know, the smaller percentage on the back end that like, I'd rather get quite honestly less up front. And then more on the back end, most publishers mm-hmm. will tell you no one is going to do that. I'm like, no, you're not doing that, but somebody out there bites. So we'll see. I think the publishing mm-hmm. industry, that there's some shifting that has to happen if you want people to work with, work with you. So, yeah. So as yeah. you like navigate, I'm excited to hear like, you know, where you are in your process. I'm excited for you to keep paving that way, baby girl. Just keep paving <laughs> so I can hear my Lynette. <laughs> I'm like, girl, tell them it's a lie. I'm telling you. When I tell you the amount they offer me versus what Lynette, because I was going to be like, okay. Then something said, call Lynette, yeah. girl, before you agree. So I'm going to let you know off, yeah. offline because I'm not sure I'm, I'm allowed to talk numbers. That's but fine. yeah, so we'll get, the, yeah. we'll get the green tea later. <laughs> I like that. The green. Oh, that's, I like that. The green. You're so clever. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I washed my hair today and I feel different. <laughs> I feel smart. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, this was a fun, juicy, juicy episode of Brown Ambition. We'll see y'all Friday for BAQ&A. Don't yes. forget to submit your questions, but take care. Be well. Bye. Bye. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Imani Crosby and Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. I am your co-host, Mandy Woodruff-Santos, and we will see y'all next week, BA fam. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.